the volume. It's Moneyline Monaco presented by FanDuel. The sports calendar is packed and there is no place better to get in on the action than FanDuel. So many sports to bet on. NBA, March Madness around the corner. You got the PGA Tour, hockey, and then some. The app is safe, secure, super easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play. The spread, the money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. You can combine multiple bets from the same game in a same-game parlay and try out same-game parlay. Plus, just download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. Disclaimer. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager, only $10. Deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com forward slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering... Online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Call 1 877 8 Hope New York or text Hope New York 467 369 New York. Call 1 800 Gambler. Visit fanduel.com forward slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 Arizona. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat. Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it. Indiana. 1 800 522 4700 visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Kansas 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org Maryland 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.100gambler.net West Virginia Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. Happy March Madness Monday, March 13th. We are live on Amazon Amp and the Volume Sports YouTube channel. And wherever you get your podcast fired up for a full breakdown, we're going to go look. Early leans on who I like to win each corner of the bracket, a sleeper, a corner of the bracket. Got my producer, Matt, chiming in with me to coast us through. And look, it's Monday. The bracket just came out. We're one sleep in. I'm not Larry locked to these, but I have gone pretty much sleepless in Seattle last night to now to do the research that I'm giving you in hopes that you can benefit with your bracket wherever you're filling it out for fun, for work with your fantasy squads, whoever it is out there you're dancing with, this is a great time. And I want to preface the episode real quick. And again, subscribe, rate, review if you haven't, please. Moneyline Monaco on all things social. Action Network, my picks are under Alex Monaco. Still above sea level, 56%, over 4,000 bets. We're an animal, but back to the tournament, all right? You may want to know, as it debuted in 1939, how many times a repeat champion has happened? Kansas being last year's, will they go back to back? Well, there's only been six ever, and most of them happened before any of us were alive. Now, Oklahoma State, Kentucky, San Francisco, Cincinnati were all before 1962, so I'll spare you the history. And of course, you remember John Wooden's UCLA 60s and 70s run. They won seven in a row, which was 
obviously never repeated again. Duke ended that decade plus route in 91 and 92, as we remember. Shout out Grant Hill. And then Al Horford, Joe Kim Noah, Corey Brewer, and coached by Billy Donovan in 06 and 07, the Florida Gators, the last team or teams, I should say, to go repeat. So will Kansas do it? Probably not. Furthermore, final four. 40.5% of one seeds have gotten there. 21.6% of two seeds have gotten there. And 18.2% of five seeds or below have gotten there. So just on conventional wisdom, just on trends from the past, definitely take a one seed, probably take two, splash in one two seed, and take a long shot as you got an 18.2% chance to go five seed or below to get to the tournament. So without further ado, let's get into the breakdowns. We are going to start in the Midwest. Who are your early leans and who are you thinking in the Midwest? It's kind of a, a wide open uh, region. Yeah, wide open region, battle of the state of Texas in the Midwest. And I will be looking at a bracket as I'm talking. So my eyes will be wandering if you're joining us on the volume YouTube channel, but looking at Houston, rightfully so, the one seed as they should be, plus 120, and I hate to go chalk here as there's no value to take the Houston Cougars as far as our local FanDuel shop from a betting perspective, but a team that lost three games all year, yesterday being one of them, without their star in the lineup, senior guard Marcus Sasser, you cannot take yesterday's L to Memphis too seriously as the committee, and it bothers me, and that's a conversation for another day, clearly had Houston as the one seed, win or lose. They're atop the Ken Palm rankings. The three games they lost all year was to Bama, to Temple by one, and then an out an outlier asterisk type loss as far as I'm concerned. You don't have your best player. That matters in the championship, but a well-balanced club, Samson, is leading one of the best, if not the best, defensive team in the country. They give up 56.5 points per game, people. And you want to talk about a league that is contingent on over or under two shooters a team and needing unbelievable competitive team defense to further expose that? This is the team to look no further than. And again, what Marcus Sasser, and, and they have not announced when he'll come back, but this was a guy who was a starter on Houston's Final Four team in 2021. He missed the Elite Eight run last year because of a foot injury. Guy averages 17 a game, two, 17, 2, and 3. But looking at him coupled with Jamal, she Jamal Sheed, you have Mark, you have Walker. All these dudes average around 9, 10, 11. Roberts averages around 11. So well-balanced club. And you're not going to, you're not going to find this tournament three, four, or five guys all contributing at around the same points per game with a leader like Sasser. I'm a big find the coach that has enough, I would say, tournament acumen. Does he have enough in the history books to make you feel good about backing the team? And Kelvin Sampson absolutely is. And I think this defense with the this particular tournament being wide open, I like Houston. And on a long shot in this bracket, and they didn't impress because of Penn State really being in the way, and I want you to hear this out because, again, Big Ten basketball is interesting. I feel anyone can really beat anyone. Purdue ended up coming out of it. But I'm looking at Indiana here, and at 12-1, to 1, 
I do feel there is some value. Now, if you're not familiar with Trace Jackson Davis, please get familiar. You will be watching him on Sundays on ESPN, ABC, Natty TV, Tuesday, Thursday, TNT nights. The man is a double-double machine. If it wasn't for Edie and Purdue, this is the best big in the Big Ten, far away, far and away. The last four games, he's had 24 twice, 27 and 26. So what he can do as far as light up the scoreboard, dominate the paint, with the combo of Hood Shafino as the one-two punch for them, they're dangerous. And I think at 12-1, to that is a lethal combo to have a double-double machine and another guy that can really lead the offense. I know Texas could be worth a sprinkle. They're old. They got three starting seniors. Rice, a redshirt senior. Carr, a redshirt senior. It's worth looking at them, but for some reason with Texas, I just don't see them getting past a Houston. What I could see is a Trace Jackson Davis pulling a Carmelo. It's happened in the tournament before and becoming one of the best players in the tournament, putting the team on his back and upsetting somebody. Now, I'm going to lead Houston, but I'm going to go long shot Indiana at the moment because if they can get past Houston early, they could have a nice little path to where Texas could be the only one in their way as we kick off the Midwest. What do we got next? Good. I uh, love the Indiana pick. I'm your Big Ten guy, Monaco. So Indiana's a really good sleeper at 12-1. to 1. Love it. Uh, NBA point guard uh, with the freshman kid, Jalen Hood uh, Shafino. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. And then TJ Dizestead as well. All right. Love it. So moving on to the East, who are, who are your early leans? Who are you think? And I know Marquette's uh, a lot of people taking Marquette, Purdue, and then even Duke's in there too. Yeah, East East is interesting as we pull up the futures here. Purdue at plus 340. Now you're getting value in this corner of the bracket Without question, unlike Houston, the team to lose clearly top right, we work our way to Purdue, Marquette, Tennessee, Duke, Kentucky. Very interesting corner to break down. And I I was doing a Big East kind of challenge the whole weekend covering with MSG this bracket. So I watched Big East basketball like it was my job because it was working my way till now. So I have a pretty good pulse on Marquette, a team that comes in winning nine straight games, a team that just won their first Big East tournament. By the way, since joining the league in 2005, they win the regular season for just the third time in program history. And this was a Marquette team that was, I believe, eighth eighth in preseason poll to do this. I'm watching this team very closely. Kolick, this point guard. Now, they're comparing him. They're giving Steve Nash Santa Clara comparisons. Comparisons. That's a little bit ridiculous. I get it. 6'3", deceptive point guard lefty. The guy's at eight games with 10-plus assists. He's averaging the second in the country in that category. He's at eight-plus eight games with at least 17 and 6. Uh, to drop 19-9 and 6 in college basketball, uh, a, a a little James Harden-esque type line. You do not see that very often. And in three of his last six games, Colick's giving you 10, 10, and 14 dimes. So his facilitation of this offense with three guys, Cam Jones included, being top 100 in field goal percentage in the entire country. That's three guys, not including Colick, that are three of the most efficient field goal shooters in the league, in this tournament. They play real defense. I'm watching them. 
completely make UConn play. I've watched them multiple times with UConn play a game, and, and people are liking UConn potentially to the Final Four. I've watched them make other teams play outside of their game, and that is the Shaka smart way. And that, to me, is a big element of my thinking with Marquette as well. Shaka Smart, he's done this multiple times in the tournament. He's been behind Cinderella's. He's been behind value plays before. But I'm watching Purdue as well. Purdue, a team that could have put away Penn State by double digits and covered the 7.5 in the Big Ten Championship, almost lost on a Penn State game-winning three if the guy... Remembered the dribble, we might have not been here with Edie and the boys. But I'm looking at Purdue. Look, they got a pair of freshmen, all right, between between Lawyer and Smith that have not really been playing that well. Lawyer's shooting 31% and 22% since February 1st. Edie is, is a monster, but it's a fickle way. I watch Painter include him in the offense, and he doesn't have a lot of patience either. I've watched a lot of rotation switches with this team as well. They're different with different lineups. I'm not trusting Purdue. I'm not. I watched them barely beat Rutgers. I had to live bet Purdue to beat Rutgers two-thirds through the game. That is not comforting. I do not like Purdue to win this bracket, but I do think Marquette's combination of all-around team basketball with a stud at point guard and a team that plays excellent team defense, I think they could do this. Now, long shot-wise, I have drinking the Duke Kool-Aid. I know it's a John Shire first-time outing in the tourney, but you watch Jeremy Roach and Filipowski, and they give you 23-20 and 20 like they did against Virginia, and they win by 10 comfortably, and that game did not feel close. Then you look at the Miami game, where they beat Miami comfortably as well. If Whitehead's given you 16 off the bench or at least double dig, and this Duke team, and they are capable of with Mark Mitchell and Tyrese Proctor, giving you four or five guys in double figures, this is going to be a team that is tough to beat. And no one wants to talk Duke because it's not necessarily glamorous and it's Duke. But the reality is they have not lost since February 11th. It's March 13th. They have played winning only basketball, including an ACC championship, with their rivals at home, by the way, at home, North Carolina. I don't know how we don't. With a team that's beaten Pitt, Miami, and Virginia in succession with no, not even batting an eye, you have to sprinkle it plus 750. Seven and a half to one, and then go look at the odds. Final four, even, or excuse me, a championship, once you get past the Final Four, Duke is worth a sprinkle. So, to wrap it up, I'm on Marquette to win the corner at the moment. I'm on Duke as a sleeper. I might drink the Kool-Aid by the time Thursday we're locked. I may go Duke over Marquette all the way, but those are the two I am expecting to be at the end. What do we got next, Matt? Real quick, Duke 30-1. to 1, Definitely worth a sprinkle on that one to, to win it all. There it is. Appreciate um, it. All right, so moving on, let's go to, we are moving over to the south. You got Bama, you got Arizona. Uh, I'm looking at other teams here. Yep, the, uh, yep. Bama, Arizona, Baylor, Creighton, Virginia, San Diego State are the, the favorites in there. Who are you leaning towards uh, in the south? Well, this is an interesting conference. Uh, San Diego kid here, 15-1 San Diego State. I hate their draw first round. I, I hope they get past the first round. 
Wanted to really give you the Aztecs, my guy, Matt Bradley, Dutcher, excellent defense, phenomenal program. Shout out Trujillo's, one of the best burritos you'll ever have. Neither here nor there. I got to give you Nate Oates and an Alabama team that I, I see a really hard time at plus 190 not taking. Now, I know Arizona impressed, and they went out of nowhere in a game that I don't think they should have won Pac-12 ship against against UCLA. They pull it out. Euro step in the FIBA club of this tourney. But I'm looking at Alabama. You watch what Quinterly and Brandon Miller did against AM and the ship. I mean, I thought AM at five to one was worth a sprinkle to win the SEC futures. I took an L on that. I doubled down on AM. I caught a rough one watching Alabama just roll. And again, Nate Oates comes from the Buffalo ilk. He knows how to coach Scrappy. He knows how to muck it up in this tournament. We've seen him do that before. Now he's rocking with one of the best offenses, I feel, in the country. And it's a hybrid mix. Everyone's saying, do they have a bad defense? Or you could go the opposite, optimistically looking at the painting. And they're just a high-paced club. But Quinterly's been around forever. Journeyman Villanova, believe it, believe it or not. Jay Wright recruited. Brandon Miller, again, is NBA bound. You look at the balance of these guys on this starting five. I got a hard time talking myself out of Alabama, a team that beat Houston, a team that can put up 85-90, no problem. I think they're going to be too overwhelming in this bracket to be stopped Baylor crushed everybody. Virginia let everybody down. I know some sharps that had Creighton, which leads me to my 8-1 to sleeper. I would say if anyone gets in the way of Bama, we're talking about potentially Creighton. Now, they're a fascinating club. Shout out to my guy, Hearly here. This is a deep five-base offense Four or five guys in double figures. Now, here's the thing with, with Coke Brenner, a guy who's in the seven-foot club who can hit the three, by the way. This man, now now go look at the Villanova box score, by the way. Villanova, and I thought they would maybe come out of the Big East as a sleeper. They were humming. They were in unbelievable form. Till they ran into Creighton, who posted 87. And we're talking about five guys in double figures. I mean, you got Nemhard, you got Shireman who can knock it down. They are a also top 10 defensive team that showed you how much they can shut down a home and offense as we watched in that Villanova game. So I know this is a this is a, a part of the bracket that maybe you, you would want to go with a coach, a Bob Huggins, West Virginia, something of that ilk. I, I don't know necessarily that I want to go anyone other than Creighton. And, and they're a fascinating team because, again, I look at coaches and then I look at solid nucleuses. And these guys, four or five guys in double figures, I think an early bounce in the Big East tournament has them licking their wounds, coming in relatively rested. I like their first round draw. I like Creighton on a small sprinkle at 8-1. to one. Now, will they get out of this bracket? Probably not. This is, to me, an Alabama to lose, Arizona to capitalize type corner. But, I, I, I look, we're talking sleepers. Creighton 8-1. Last but not least. Moving over to the West real quick, San Diego State 15-1. Not bad. Not bad. I, kinda, I like Creighton and San Diego State there as well, my Love guy. Love it. 
moving over to the west, the west region. Um, what are your early leans? I know Kansas is there, UCLA is there. Uh, those are the favorites. Uh, who are you thinking in the West? Matt, I love Kansas at plus. Uh, excuse me, I love Kansas to lay an egg, and I love uh, riled, pissed off, destined for greatness, led by two seniors, and Akez and Tiger Campbell. Give me UCLA a plus 340. And there's a reason they're plus 340 to Kansas is plus 330. And look, I, I bit it bad too. I thought Kansas, I had Kansas and UCLA and San Diego State, and I could have retired three to one to win their respective conference tournaments over the weekend futures. I thought it was a gorgeous ticket. Little did I know only San Diego State would deliver. But I'm watching Kansas, who laid the egg versus Texas, and they're two, they're two. Jalen Wilson gives you 24, and they get smoked by 20. By 20. And I know Grady Dick's a freshman, 3 of, three of 11, Ofer with six points from three-point land, ain't going to cut it. Dewan Harris, who is returning from the championship Bill Self roster from last year, is not giving me enough. I'm not trusting Kansas. Remind yourself, a team that had seven losses, a team that lost three straight to Kansas State, TCU, and Baylor in the middle of the season. And I know they have impressed lately. But I just don't see them winning at all. When it goes back to the top of the show, there's been six teams ever to do this. And the last one to do it was Noah, Horford, and Brewer all looking at themselves and saying, we're running it back when we know we're all going to the league. So it takes a special club to do it. I'm off Kansas, but I love the timing of UCLA. Now, again, this is the team that has a couple of guys that made it to the Final Four against Gonzaga. That epic game, Suggs, you remember it. And they lost. And I'm sure that game has stuck with them. Now, Hawkes is a 17-8 and eight guy, headband assassin. Campbell gives you 13 and about four or five dimes, but he's an unbelievable, steady veteran prowess piece at the point guard spot. And you look at the help they've been giving. Now, Jalen Clark going down hurts. But the, the combo of what Campbell and Hawkes have seen, and again, Mick Cronin, we can go there all day as far as backing a veteran coach that can really coach you up and has taken less talented rosters further. Let's call a spade a spade as far as UCLA basketball. But this team, to me, can, can win it all. And I am actually flirting on a Monday with taking UCLA all the way. Now, it's the, it's the combo it's the perfect combo to me. Several guys that have, several key leaders that have been there, a coach that have been there, a team that's perfectly pissed off. And I think that's worth mentioning in this tournament. Who is pissed off for greatness? UCLA just got a Pac-12 title robbed of them in the last two minutes of that game. They lost by a bucket. They're going to use that as fuel the entire tournament. Plus 340 is value, in my humble opinion, for a team to win that corner. Now, sleeper-wise, look, this is the most competitive bracket. This has Gonzaga, and we may get that rematch in the Sweet 16 with UCLA because the Zags are a three. Timmy's still in it, by the way. You have UConn, people are making a case for. You have 
Kansas, UCLA, UConn, and Gonzaga, and I'm not giving you any of them as my sleeper. I'm giving you Mike Miles and TCU as my sleeper in this corner at 850. Now, here's the thing. This team, people don't remember. They beat Kansas by 23 in Kansas. In Kansas earlier this year. They have top 10 talent. Look, Mike Miles will be playing at the next level. He was the Big 12 preseason player of the year, by the way, before he went down with an injury, and he went out for a month plus. Chuck O'Bannon, Damian Bow, two senior veteran presences in the locker room, on the court, huge. But just to put this, if you want to play this game, Kansas loses to Texas by 20. TCU almost beat Texas, lost 66-60. Now, a TCU team that, to me, can beat anybody as far as talent. And if Miles, similarly to the thinking I have with a, a one-player going berserk mindset, who could that be on any given team? I think Miles could be a guy that could do that, put a team on his back, but he's got to do it in the most difficult division. I think we got to go UCLA, but I got to give you a sleeper. I'll go TCU long shot at plus 850 to wrap up the show. Shout out to uh, Liv on that. On the yeah, TCU yeah. Front. Big ups to co-host of the BGSE show, Liv. So yeah, just to recap, the four picks I have, just going down the line, I just mentioned, we're going UCLA at the moment in the West with a TCU sleeper. Looking at the South, I'm going Bama, with a Creighton potential sleeper. Looking at the Midwest, I got to go Houston, but I think Trace Jackson Davis could be special. 12-1 to Indiana as a sleeper. East region, I'm sorry, Edie. I'm off ya. Marquette plus 370. I may be convincing myself Duke comes out of that corner at plus 750. They are my sleeper to wrap up the show. All right, we're going to get out here with a FanDuel ad. This March, take your first shot at College Hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks on the bracket. You'll land 200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to point spreads to that 5 versus 12 seed matchup you've been eyeing. Favorite bets for the tournament. You just heard me chop it up. Maybe a little Houston Bama rematch course i've maybe drinking the duke kool-aid i'll tell you one thing i'm off kansas though oh on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use FanDuel's now live in massachusetts download the app now and take advantage of their great special offers boosts and more there's no better place to bet the tournament than FanDuel sportsbook sign up today by going to fanduel.com forward slash monaco and make every moment more with FanDuel all tournament long disclaimer 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager, only $10. Deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com forward slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369-NEW-YORK. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Kansas 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org Maryland 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.100gambler.net West Virginia The Volume